This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we want to welcome to the locker room a guy that we've been playing a lot of Tom, Tom, Pet, uh, Tom Petty. So let's welcome in Tom Bradley. What's hey, up, Tom? Wolf, how, how you, you doing, doing, buddy? How's your, you doing? I'm okay? doing just I'm fabulous. I'm hanging in there, and we got Max. Max is out in Hyannisport. Oh, Max doing well. You know, I, I wanted to – I don't know if you're going to be at the game this week, but I wanted to warn Max on night games. If he likes the cookies, get him early because you usually take them off. <laughs> <laughs> like cookies. Like, you'll notice in the booth, like, his pockets are, like, filled with something. You think it's, like, game notes and stuff, but it's not. So, yeah, that's so that sticky notes and sticky buns. <laughs> oh, everything. So, Max, I'll give you the heads up. If you like the cookies and the sticky buns, get there early and get them. Because the, okay. by uh, games, when he's on that field and he's kind of standing down by himself usually, he's eating. There's crumbs everywhere. Uh, it's about the 40 to the goal line. I've seen it. Max, this is no lie. What? One time I'm down there, I'm down by the end zone. I happen to have my phone. I look at it, and there's a text from Tom. He's up in the press box, and he goes, move around a little, would you? You're getting all the crumbs in one place. (laughs) 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 Oh, just a heads up, yes. Max got a little bit worried, Tom, when when you started talking about the cookies and the sticky buns being unavailable. Oh, my goodness. Hey, yeah, Tom, I mean, you know, we've been. <laughs> Tom, I got to ask you something because Max and I were talking, and one of the things we take a look at the Seattle defense, and they play a lot of the over under, shifting the strength, but they do this with largely, a lot of times, five guys. I mean, what do you, what do you think of a defense when they go five big ones? What's the defense trying to accomplish for our listeners? Well, I think they're trying to accomplish, as you know, is trying to just match personnel a lot of the times, you know, with, with what the other team may have on the field. I mean, I'm not sure. Is Bobby Wagner going this week or not? Do we know? Question? I think Bobby Wagner's up as far as I know. We'll see. Yeah, because it's, you know, without him, it's a totally different defense and Jamal Adams, two mm. great players. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting, you know, you know what they try to take away from the Steelers. I'm sure their game plan's probably changed a little bit with uh, – not having Juju, you know, not not Juju not being right. there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they defend the Steelers. Well, definitely. I mean, that, that's going to be a good challenge. And, you know, one of the things that Wolf and I was talking about off air was kind of how they have five guys up on the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's not three, four, five guys. It's, it's five, heavy, you know, heavier guys, larger defensive lineman types, and kind of just, you know, the challenge that brings, you know, for Kendrick Green and for the offensive line <clears throat> when it comes to either their run fits or even their pass protection, that everybody's on the line. So the backer, so the lot, so the running back has to be on the P's and Q's about who's the backer and who are the extra guys that he has to pick up. And can you just talk about just some of those challenges where when you when you do run essentially what looks like. You know, we'll call it a bare front for the sake of argument because it's five down linemen covering up five offensive linemen. Yeah, you know, you're going to get some over, some under, some odd. You know, you've got to make sure who you point out who the mic is, who the, who the extra linebacker's coming, who you're throwing hot off of. I mean, you know, to answer that question, we, we might have to get some cookies today. But, um, <laughs> a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things, as you guys know, going on. Um, 
you know, who the quarterback's reading from inside to outside. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that can happen to you. And um, so I think it's important that, you know, you point out who, who is who in that defense. You know, the interesting thing to me is when you get five bigs. Now, back in the day, all we did was say double turn. And, you know, when you have double turn, that means you got double trouble because nobody can help anybody out in the sense of you can't really area any games. In, in our time, you could maybe get away with areaing a quick game now and then, but it was pretty much everybody manned up and locked on to their guy. But obviously, in today's modern era of football, they run things a little bit differently and, and try to create more opportunities to pick or have, uh, you know, the offensive line stumbling over each other on the double turns. Yeah, and you guys know it better than anybody how, how that works out. I, I do, you know, watch a little bit of line play last week, and I thought that the job that Chooks did on Vaughn Miller was, was special. I mean, that was yes. a, a big-time yeah. big effort. You, and you got to give him the, the – that's big time. That doesn't happen every day. That guy's a heck of a football player, as you guys know. Right. It, it, it's interesting. But I did learn something, Wolf. Um, you know, that's the first game the Steelers have ever won 27-19. Did you know that? No. Really? Yeah, I just said it. Max, yeah, did you know that? Let me ask did Max. Not. Did you know that? Oh. I had I had no clue. I mean, yeah, I've seen 27 points. That's, that, that's crazy that we've never won by that score before. Yeah, I was, I was I was reading them, and that's what I read. Hopefully, it's correct. But uh, just little, I like to give Wolf little tidbits because he, you know, he likes that stuff. You know, small <laughs> things. Hey, you, hey. you like giving him, you like giving him crumbs, apparently, just to go <laughs> <laughs> cookies and and the other lights and, and those yeah, sticky you buns. I'm here to warn you what goes on to help you out. Cause... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm glad. I think that's a good thing why I'm on the field and not up in the booth because, yeah, right, there would be wrappers and, and, and crumbs everywhere. And I, I, I'm going <laughs> to he, he leaves a trail. Like, he leaves a trail if you watch him up there. <laughs> so, so you're saying he's Hansel and Gretel? He's more Hansel and Gretel than, 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 than the wolf? <laughs> oh, boy, oh my. <laughs> One of us is taking a beat down here. That's That's for sure. Okay, so – Tom, you look at this thing, and you got a guy like D.K. Metcalf, Gadzooks. This guy is a physical stud. You as a secondary coach, and let's forget the shuffle, the backpedal, whatever. How do you stop a guy like D.K. Metcalf? Well, I don't know if you stop him. You just try to slow him down. As you know, he's special. I mean, he's he's one of the best who's been out there. So I'm sure that based on down and distance, they'll have a plan for for him. whether it be, you know, they, they like to play, you know, double the star or double the stars or whatever they want to do in that that type of phone, how they want to roll up, mm-hmm. him, they want to take away from him. Um, but, you know, he's he's a handful. Um, but he is – is he questionable for the game or is he definitely playing? Do you know that? Have they, they released that yet? I believe that he's – I believe he's going to play. Um, we look, He finished Darn. the game last week, I believe. Yeah, so. Darn, I hope Thus far, he – Yeah. I'd hope they left him in Seattle and then didn't have to worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, no I mean, would you jam, would you put off. somebody on him at the line of scrimmage? Would you jam him? Yeah, they'll jam him. They'll do different ways to play him. You know, obviously you can't, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of different ways and techniques to, to, to get at him depending on what it is, you know, down distance, you know, personnel group, uh, a lot of different things are going to, the thought process will go into them. But he, he's a guy certainly you're going to identify and know where he is at all times. 
Yeah, he most definitely. Yeah, he's he's one of those. And I think when you look at Tyler Lockett, right, the speedster, you know, they have guys who can burn you on that back end. But I think also, you know, one of the things is they do have a, a very big offensive line. Now, they got a lot of guys resting and, and that do not participate. But, I mean, when you look at just – I mean, they have a very huge offensive line. Now, granted, they have like four guys – that are that are listed on the injury report, but um, you know how how is it that you know this team kind of they've had success and it's always been Russell Wilson. I mean, when you look at Geno Smith as a quarterback and as a passer, what does he bring to the game that can put that that can cause some some doubt or trouble to the uh, to the defense? Well, you know, the first thing I don't think anybody's like Russell Wilson. Okay, so and I mean I. Yeah. I the pleasure, I guess, the non-pleasure of going against him in college. So, not a fun day. But, you know, <laughs> you know, Gino's a big physical guy. He's a bigger physical body, uh, you know, than Russell is. Um, obviously not as experienced in things. But I, I'm not sure how, the, you know, which way they're going to look at getting after the Steelers. You know, I mean, um, I think a lot of that will have to depend on the score and where they are in the game. Um, because I watch that offensive line, I'm like you guys, and I, I like the Brown. You know, I think he's a pretty good football player, um, but he's maybe the only healthy one right now, right? So, yeah, right, yeah. It's going to be interesting. You know, you know, obviously, you know, how much do you give Geno? Do you scale him back? Do you, do you do a lot of different things? It's on the road, another issue there. But um, so I think that's going to be something that you know they'll, they'll, they'll figure out, and you're going to go against what I think is the an evolving Steeler defense is getting better every week. I have no doubts about that. You know, Tom, one of the things we've been talking about has been the rise of guys like uh, Isaiah Loudermilk and uh, Isaiah Bugs, and, you know, the guys that, uh, you know, uh, Henry Mondo, the guys that have come along and, and put in some serious reps because, let's face it, without Stefan Tuitt, that's that's a huge miss on the inside. Then without Tyson Alu-Alu, um, that, to me, that's a lot of missing elements that the Steelers have had to weather early on. Again, considering that Alex Highsmith has missed some time and T.J. Watt has missed some time. Um, that for the, for Carl Dunbar to bring those young guys along, they've done a good job. Yeah, Carl Dunbar has done a great job coaching. You know, he hasn't had the luxury of you know, you know if you lose those two guys, two in the you've lost two pretty darn good football players. And yeah. I think, you know, people have been talking about the offensive line, but I don't think enough credit's been given to Coach Dunbar on the efforts that he's done with these, you know, rookies and second-year guys as he's brought this defensive front along. And so, you know, they're getting better every week, and uh, and that's going to be great down the road uh, when, you know, when it comes back and get, get the depth back there. When you yeah. have a young guy like Isaiah Loudermilk, you know, and he's a guy that you – in my mind, I, I think he was drafted with the thought process that, yeah, you need a off-season of weightlifting and getting pumped and all that sort of thing. But he starts to progress faster than what you think. Um, do you give him more, more reps, or are you still trying to hold him to a snap count? No, I think you give him more reps. And, you know, he's there, he's ready to go, and let's just keep pushing the envelope on him because you're going to have to. You know, you, you want to develop that depth. So let's get him in there and let's get him going. Um because you know how that you know, it's a long season. You guys have been through it, so you know what it's like. And, and, and you know, you, you're going to need that depth somewhere down the road. Well, I think another place where depth has been tested, and, and this is in your wheelhouse, Tom, 
you know, just talk about kind of James Pierre, Trey Norwood, and Arthur Millette, you know, kind of how they've come into either taking over that nickel role, but also with Cam Sutton being out, you saw a lot more of these guys playing in primary positions and how, how that affects the secondary and what that does to your secondary as the season goes on. Well, you know, you know, one of the interesting things, if you look at the Steelers' stats, the number one tackle on the football team is Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, so these guys are getting <laughs> no. involved. They're bringing them a lot into the box. I thought James Pierre made two great plays late in the game last week. You know, really, you know, the pick was fabulous. But the hustle play is something, you, you know, people didn't watch the game, wouldn't notice it. But that was one of the biggest plays, you know, in, in the game. I mean, Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden. Joe, you know, he came over the big pass breakup late in the game. He's going to do what he does. But I think Mollett's been really solid in the slot. You know, he's done a great job and ever evolving. And um, you know, Coach Austin will get will get him ready to go there. So I think this is a secondary that's getting starting to get better and better. And I hopefully you know with TJ back we get the pass rush cranks up a little bit because as you guys know that you know the best <clears throat> pass defense is a pass rush. Okay, so you know, that's going to be key as you get that going. So you know it's always you know you know you know you. I, I laugh about it because to me it was always, you know, come on pass rush. If that didn't work, I was saying, hey, come on wind. Where's that wind at? You know, like, so, <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, you know, you know here's, always, the, here's the thing, Scrap. Go ahead. What's the, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. You got it. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. We got to go to break in a moment, but I said, but, you know, forget about the back pedal. Forget about the shuffle step. How about a pass rush? That'll do it more yeah, than anything yeah, else in coverage, huh? Hey, there's nothing better than a pass rush, and I laugh because if you can get there with four, it's, it's wonderful. And when you can get there with three, well, it's heaven. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> That's when you hit the jackpot. Hey, you got there with three. Exactly <laughs> so. All right. For more cookies and sticky buns, see me after this program, yeah. my friend. So. <laughs> okay, I'll be watching. Have a great game. See you guys. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Wolf. Thank see you, it. brother. All right. All right. Wolf starts in the ninjas. We'll be back. After this break, in the locker room with Jerry Dulac coming up. and Starks presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers nation radio. And welcome everybody. And it's time when you hear that music, you know, the cool breeze is in the locker room and he's brought to you by William Penn Tavern shady side, where they have $8 Bud Light 60 ounce pitchers for all Steelers home games. Please welcome Jerry Dulek. Do how you doing? My friend. Well, I am fine, and I hope you are well, and I'm hoping I'm going to see you on Sunday night. I know I'm not certain of that, but I'm just glad you're doing well. Thank you, brother. Feeling good, feeling stronger every day, as it says in the Chicago Transit Authority. You know, they got that song that Tuncho used <laughs> right, to love, Chicago. Right. That's, what, that's the song they should have played today for our lead-in. Exactly. <laughs> Before we go to business – 
Before we go to business, you know, Max is in Hyannisport. All right. He's at the he's gonna be doing the Kennedy golfing fundraiser, right? What a name dropper now. Come on. I mean, Jerry, how can you not be there at something so big with golf and Max is there? I mean, come on. You know, I it, it's funny. I, I get like the uh, Frank Fuhrer fundraiser here in Pittsburgh, and he gets the Kennedy fundraiser in Hyannis. <laughs> the, the different levels of stature, and I'm not talking about his size. It's just his significance. <laughs> well, li- listen, as your lead-in came in, Jerry, I was just thinking, you know what? I, need, I might need to go hop on a catamaran and yacht to that music. Uh, I was thinking about you. If I do, if I do raise the sails, <laughs> yeah, it is it is kind of breezy. It's some feel good music, you know. It's it's nice on a Thursday morning. It, it Jerry, is, I got to ask funny. you something. Oh, hold hold on, Max. I got to ask you something because Max, I, I get a screenshot of him right on my computer this morning. It's he and his beautiful missus, but they're in front of some place I can't recognize, and it's the Louvre over in. <laughs> In France, right? What, Paris or whatever it is? What do you think our dear friend Tunch would have said to, to, to Max with a picture of him with in front of the Louvre? Huh? Yeah, especially from a guy with, uh, you know, with that UP accent, the Upper Peninsula, as Tunch like to morph into. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, what do they... I think they call it busting his chops. I think he'd have been all over. <laughs> exactly so. Jerry, what do you got going yeah. from the – did the coordinators come out and talk at all? Well, if you could call it that, um, you know, as, oh. uh, as uh, I, I tell you all the time, um, it's – well, I mean, because it's, it's the same story with Matt Canada. He's just not going <laughs> to uh, say or reveal anything. Um, you know, except it was a good win. And however we have to win, that's all that matters. And I get that. Um, but there's not too much forthcoming from Matt ever. <laughs> and whereas, uh, at least with Butts, you know, he's always entertaining. And, um, <laughs> you know, he, he, you know, the big question, of course, is, you know, how do you prepare for Geno Smith? Did you get enough body of work the other night? You know, ma- mainly Geno was in their uh, – you know, was in their uh, uh, hurry-up offense. I'm sure it was a lot of scripted plays, but I will say when he came in, he looked pretty good. I think he completed his first five and seven of his first nine and looked okay. But, you know, the the ability to, um, uh, you know, kind of buy time and elongate the play, which Russell Wilson does very well, and, you know, run with the football. If you recall last year in that game, uh, after the Steelers took the lead, I think Russell Wilson came out and on the next three plays, he took the ball and ran. Well, even though Geno Smith is mobile, he's not Russell Wilson. And so that's, right. to me, Russell Wilson's greatest strength. You know, his, his ability to extend the play and make plays on the move. You know, I've always felt this of all the great quarterbacks in the league. If you told me to pick one quarterback to, who you needed a touchdown in the final minute, minute and a half or whatever – I would pick Russell Wilson to lead that final drive. Hmm. Wow. And, and and now knowing that that guy's not there, you know, how how do how do how should we view this offense in your mind as far as you're looking at it? Because you know we've watched the film, and obviously you know he he being Russell Wilson has been the train conductor for so long, and right, him not right. being back there, and this offense 
kind of like you said, Geno did get his first five completion. They gave him some softball passes, um, right. a couple of things across the middle, a couple of short underneath routes. Um, I mean, how, how do you how do you see this? I mean, and and Geno Smith, we haven't seen a lot of him over the last couple of years, right? He's kind of been buried right, in right. what we call backup purgatory. Um, I mean, what 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 would you expect? And you know, has, has, did Butts give any insights as far as how they're going to look like? I mean, you're looking at old Jets film, or what what are you doing to prepare for Geno Smith? Well, that that he was kind of asked that. Uh, did he did he see enough last week? And and what do you do? But you know, you go back. You know, I mean, what he did with the Jets is is likely different. Than, than what he does or will do uh, in Seattle. And because you look at the receivers he has. And to go back to Russell Wilson for a minute, despite how good he is, I'm always amazed that the Seahawks don't score more points with the receivers they have, with D.K. Metcalf and... and, um, and um, Tyler uh, Lockett. Uh, yeah, 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 Tyler Lockett, um, who, who was a big play over the top guy. And so... I'm always surprised that they don't put up better numbers than, than they do because they're both big play guys. And, you know, their tight end this league uh, hurt them last time. So, um, but what, what he's going to do with the Seahawks, you would have to imagine because he has better receivers uh, than, than what, he, that what he did before. You know, Geno, I think, is a perfect example of the way teams reach in the draft to try to uncover that, that gem of a quarterback, you know, uh, to take him on the first round. Um, you know, that's the teams are just searching to find those guys. And there's way more busts than there are guys who stick around and are productive as number one quarterbacks who were number one draft picks. Um, but, you know, when you have those two receivers, um, you know, and Geno certainly can throw the ball. I mean, he certainly has the arm strength. Um, to me, that's, that's uh, you know, that's a concern. Well, you know, we're seeing the Steelers give up a whole lot more passing yards um, than they did last year. Okay, I know it's still a little early, and they have a chance to bring that down. But it's more than 60 yards a game that they're giving up more. And we say, you know, a couple passes over the top that James Pierre uh, has has let go. But you know, in, in somewhat in his defense, fellas, I mean, both those throws were perfectly on the mark, and Jamar Chase just made an incredible catch. You know, he caught the back end of the football with his fingertips around his waist. Right, he was ready to hit the ground. And I mean, it was just, it was, they were fantastic throws and fantastic catches. And, um, uh, but, uh, you know, those two guys will be the focus trying to take them away and, you know, and keep it from going over the top to Tyler Lockett. You know, the interesting thing to me is when you watch that game film, you take a look at uh, Russell Wilson, you know, it's really, in my mind, it's not so much the strategery, it's not the X's and O's, it's really the Jimmys and Joes, because Russell Wilson is the guy that makes that whole thing happen. You know, whether he's no evading a rush with, you know, you've got some monolithic, big, huge offensive linemen in front of you, but, you know, he spends a good deal of time staying on the move, trying to avoid the pass rushers, and even when he's, you know, doing something where he's handing off and stuff or running the option type thing. Uh, it's still Russell Wilson and his athleticism and his creative ability to make and uh, get the ball out to different people. That's what stirs the whole drink. And a guy like DK Metcalf, I think you're right, Jerry, when you talk about, I think, you know, you expect to see more big plays with a guy like DK Metcalf. That guy is unbelievable. 
You know, Wolf, I, and I think uh, and when I said that if I had to pick one quarterback to lead a last-minute drive, it would be Russell Wilson. It's for all the reasons that you just mentioned, because he can beat you so many different ways. He'll beat you just in the pocket. He'll beat you uh, just running, uh, you know, on a design play, or he'll beat you by extending the play and throwing downfield. And right. Because he throws so well on the run. You know, those, those people will tell you his mechanics don't break down when he's throwing on the run, which other quarterbacks, that's what happens. Um, and so – that, that is his greatest strength. And so I think, um, you know, Geno's going to probably stay in the pocket more. You know, they're going to have, you know, Max talked about some of those softball passes that they gave him to start. Well, this week will be a little different because he'll have, uh, he'll have a full week of practice. Um, but, you know, fellas, it's uncanny. When you go back four or five years, the good fortune the Steelers have had of not facing the other team's top quarterback and facing all the backups that they faced over the past five years. And here's another example. I think the number, it's like 14 or 17 in the last five years where they faced backups where, uh, you know, and, and we're seeing it this week where Aaron Rodgers didn't play, Andrew Luck didn't play, Dak Prescott didn't play, Deshaun Watson didn't play, and they faced and they faced the other team's backups, and they've been successful in those games. Well, certainly they hope uh, that's going to be the case again this week. But, you know, you know, Keith Butler warned that he said, hey, you know, we're two and three. We're not in any position to sit there and think, huh, we got it. we're facing a backup quarterback. He says, we're not worried about what the other team's going to do. He says, we're two and three in a tough division. We can't afford to sit there and, and, and think and take something a little bit lightly because, the, you know, they have, they have no business doing so. So, uh, and I think, you know, we hear Mike Tomlin talk all the time. We're not worried about what the other team is doing. We're trying to do what we do best and do it, doing it correctly. And I think that was Butts' message as well. Well, and did Butts also talk about having Cam Sutton back? I think that's also, uh, and Devin Bush, because, I mean, you know, we were worried about, you know, groins, right? I mean, that, that seems to be the ongoing theme this year. But at least you do have those guys back in the fold. I mean, did, did he talk about, you know, them, them coming back and practicing? You know, Max, I'm wondering what the monthly dues are in the groin club because, you know, they keep getting the members <laughs> here five, five weeks in, into the season. But there's no question, uh, you know, now when you have uh, a Cam Sutton back, as you know, you have more flexibility. You know, I thought Arthur Millette has played reasonably well in the slot. We've seen him make, uh, you know, some plays, but obviously – when you have Cam in there, it's a little bit better in terms of coverage. Uh, and then, of course, you had James Pierre got a lot of snaps last week, and that's only go- it's only going to help him. And I thought it was, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, retribution, if you will, ending the game last week uh, with the interception was probably key for him, you know, because if at any point, and yeah, I know cornerbacks have short memories, and that's what they want to tell us, but, you know, if he's sitting there kicking himself over getting beat, at least he's kind of uh, countering that with a with a game ceiling interception uh, in the end zone. But you know, I think I think the concern with Devin Bush though, Max, is you know now that's that's twice now uh, with that groin, and so the, you've got to be careful, and and you don't want uh, you know that to to happen again. Personally, but I know, hey, look, this you know they don't always think this way, but personally, I'd rather see for their purposes. Devin Bush not play and get the bye week to make sure that groin is, is fully healed. Now, if, it, if they didn't feel that he was capable of playing, they wouldn't play. And there's no question about that. If they said, look, he's not ready, then he, they wouldn't put him in the game. But, um, you know, you, you, you don't always think that way in the NFL, but sometimes 
with, with, with Devin Bush because it's happened twice. I think I might be a little bit more careful and give him that, uh, you know, give him two more weeks to heal. You know, the interesting thing is, Jerry, I think you could call it a groin demic. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Wolf, I, I, I mean, what do you do about that? I mean, is it, is it, is it yeah. training technique? Is it what you're doing? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I, I, you know, is it circumstantial and a coincidence? I think it's, I don't know. I think I, it's circumstantial. You know, I will tell you sure. in 84, the purge of 84 at training camp, we had more hammies and groin pulls than I can right, ever remember. Right. And I think it's just one of those things that happens, but thank you so much, yeah. Jerry. We got to roll on. All right. That's All right, Jerry Kelly, Dulac. And I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you boys Sunday. All right, Sounds good. Jerry's brought to you by the William Penn Tavern in Shadyside. $8 Bud Light, 60-ounce uh, pitchers for all Steelers home games. We'll be back with the last segment right here in the locker room after this. James Washington, you guys asked a lot about James Washington during the course of team development and his role and things of that nature. Uh, man, we got a lot of confidence in James. And, and so however unfortunate the injury is for Juju, it does provide an opportunity for James to, to expand his role and, do, and to do some things that we all know he's capable of doing. Um, it provides an opportunity for Ray Ray McLeod to expand his role. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And we're back in the locker room here as we finish out today's show. And one of the things that I, I absolutely, I, you know, I've always been a James Washington fan. You know, I mean, you love the guy. The guy's just quality person. He works hard, you know, uh, his stats right now are not overwhelming. He's had nine catches for 99 yards. He's averaging 11 a pop. His longest was 30, and he's got zero TDs. But you know what? This may be the time and the place where James Washington gets an opportunity to start to see more targets coming his way and to be able to contribute in a way that you know we know he's capable of. Uh, this is a guy that can run a go route and stack a defensive back, a guy that uh, maybe isn't uh, the same as Deontay in route running, but yet he's certainly a powerful force and a physical guy that can contribute to the run game, which I think is going to be important as we move along here, Max. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think also when you're losing a Juju Smith-Schuster, which did you see what Steelers posted about Juju at his foundation last night speaking? Um, it was on social media. It was, uh, you know, it, it was really powerful. I mean, he was up there. He had he had the sling on his arm, and just you oh, know, his, just kind of crying. The luau, the luau, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. How come we weren't invi- invited to the luau? We, we'd be I big know. at a luau. I mean, come I on. No, we, 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 Hawaiian shirts. I mean, we wouldn't put the apple in our mouth and look like the pig, but, you know, we would have we looked good. We would have represented ourselves. Um, but, uh, but, you know, but I thought that that was very telling, you know, because, you know, he felt that emotion. And I think that that's something that yeah. you're going to want to try and replace. And I think James Washington, you know, with his experience here with the Steelers, knowing what it means to carry that mantle playing with a guy like Juju and having that support from the offensive side of the ball, that that's going to go well when you're looking at who can replace Juju essentially in those type of moments. James Washington is the first name that comes to mind. And of course, you know, he'll be, he'll be, hopefully he'll be healthy this week, but uh, you know, Ray, Ray McLeod, Cody white, like those guys are going to to step up and be those type of guys because, you know, Chase, I'm sure is willing but we know Chase's biggest advantage. <laughs> sorry about that. Bless you. Um, is thank you. Is being on the outside and and taking the one on one matchup when it when it, when it dictates um, fourth and also Deontay Johnson. Those are X and R Zs. So everybody else has to fill into those slot roles, those shift roles, the motion guy roles to to add to the run support because that's where they're going to be needed the most. And that's where, and that's where if you want to make a name for yourself, if you want to cement yourself in the rotation, it's going to be doing that dirty work, right? It's going to be digging out a safety, hitting that end man on the line of scrimmage, um, you know, hitting the going and, and getting the support guy that's coming down and run coverage when you're in the slot going on an angle decoy route, like all of that's going to be needed. And that's where those three guys, you know, it's three dogs, one bone, as Mike Tomlin would say, for that mm-hmm. opportunity to be in a a very visible role in this offense since we do have a propensity to go into 11 personnel. That means three wide receivers. So who's going to get that third spot? So it's between James, Ray Ray, and Cody. Yeah, I, I got a feeling who's going to lead the way on that one. And one of the other things that he brings that I, I really enjoy about James is he's a physical guy. I mean, the dude's right off our ranch out west, right? His dad, you know, was is, is a rancher, you know. So he's out there. He he's uh, you know riding herd and and tossing steers and you know Brandon and you know all that sort of stuff, all punching dogies as they say back in the day. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah, the man's <laughs> man, the Stetson man, right? You know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> some wrangler, as long as I got wranglers and a cowboy hat, I'm good. <laughs> you know, um, and I think. But also, you, you bring a point. I mean, think about what James was last year, especially in those first 11 weeks of the season. Like, he was your 50-50 ball guy. Like, anytime right. there was a 50-50 ball that needed to be thrown, James was going to come up with it in big-time situations. So he has a resume that carries and travels well for what he does. Now, we could, you know, he was a, he was a little moany earlier, you know, wanting to trade and everything because – you know, he saw how the numbers were starting to fit fit, fit in, and he didn't well, wait like a minute. on the right side of that. But remember, Mike Tomlin said, I, I don't believe I've ever acknowledged that he wanted a trade. So we can't officially say that, right? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. He never acknowledged <laughs> that he wanted a trade, but it was speculated by many people that uh, <laughs> he wanted a trade. There so, you go. There we go. For the sake Journal- of journalistic Journal- integrity. Journalistic s- semantics right there. We will say that. Ceramics. But, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I think but I think the biggest thing is there is that opportunity. There is that open competition right now for that role. And I think for James, that's one that we want to pencil him in right now and say that that's the role that he'll take. And I mean, and he, and he did it so well last year. So I think this is a great opportunity for him to kind of reemerge and, and kind of kind of dust himself off and come back in that prominence uh, with this opportunity. Because like you said, he's already got nine catches on the year. That number can now go up the more that you're in the game, right? The more that you're on the field, right. the more opportunities you get in the passing offense to make a difference. No question about it. And one of the significant things, as I was talking about earlier, was the fact of his physical aspect to his play. And one of the things that Matt Canada was quoted in the paper of reminding the Hogs, okay, was that, you know, the last week he challenged them. And some of them, I guess, by name to step up and get the job done pre-Denver. Well, after Denver, he also said, now you stepped up, now don't step back. So in my mind, you know, Matt Canada doesn't say much, but that's all you got to say to say, Okay, we're going to continue in this frame of let's run the ball. Let's be able to accomplish that physical aspect of the game. You know, let's ground and pound a little bit, fellas. Let's, let's have some fun with it. You know, I love that. You stepped up. Now don't step back. That is the challenge. You know, I mean, and one of the things I always loved about Chuck Knoll was he always used to say, don't, don't play the game on emotion. You play it on enthusiasm because it's self-generated. It's very much about you bringing – your desire, your, your passion, your energy, your enthusiasm for the game, you bring it forward. It's not something that's here today, gone tomorrow, like emotions, right? It's about something that you cultivate and work at. And I think that's what you've got to do with this offensive line. They've, they've taken that step forward now. You got to continue to take that step forward. You got to cultivate that passion to run the ball and pound people and, and watch the Watch the, the desire of the defense go downhill as you keep putting the pounding on them. You, you know, as you're describing that, it brought me to something, Wolf. And uh, just just follow me here down, down this path. Will Another do. Another opportunity where you step up and you never step back is uh, when it comes time for desserts. <laughs> and it being National Dessert Day, uh, I feel oh, today is as you led that, as you led that, because Ooh. that's another thing, right? Once you've tasted it, oh yeah, like, I want more of that. I want more of that. I like that feeling. <sighs> I think that's what that offensive line got. You know, they, they got a taste of success with running the ball. Najee also got a taste of toting the rock twenty plus times in a game that brought him back to his days of old in Alabama. And I think they all like that feeling. And I think that's kind of where you have to continue to find. Well, hey, listen, if you want more slices of that, I need you to step up and not step back, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, keep going forward. And I know that was, a, that was a very wonky way to get to my National Dessert Day topic, but I felt like it was appropriate. I felt like it, it kind of hey, went with the mix. I'm tracking right with you, brother. I mean, first thing that jumped off when you were talking was not Najee, not 100 yards, not running a a counter trap. The first thing that jumped out in my mind was cherry pie, you know, with with some nice, you know, uh, lathered up with some Cool Whip on it and stuff. Or maybe coconut cream pie, 
Oh yeah. So now Ooh. all of a sudden you got me kind of getting slobbered uh, up here. Just thinking about some of the desserts today. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I, I see your cherry pie and coconut pie, and I raise you a really good caramel pecan pie that my wife makes. Oh. It is, it is absolutely phenomenal. And then I was talking to her yesterday because I was saying, hon, you never make bunt cakes. I like a good iced lemon bunt cake, right? You know, that's just a oh. dense, moist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. I, I, the first thing I heard was butt cakes. I'm going, what? Yeah. <laughs> Bunt, 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 baseball bunt. Bunt, okay. Yeah, I was a little confused when I heard butt cakes, okay? Oh, yeah, my yeah, goodness. No, no, no. We're keeping it PG here. We're keeping it all on the, ta- That's right. on the buffet table. But, uh, but, yeah, no. And she was like, I can make it. And she pulls out the pan and holds it to her. I have a butt cake pan. I was like. Well, why haven't you made me an iced lemon bun cake yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is just sheer beautiful. What's your yeah. favorite dessert? What's your one go-to? One there's go-to. so many. I, yeah, There's so many good ones, but one that I can never turn down is carrot cake with the awesome cream cheese frosting. Not, not I'm with you. White frosting it has to be the cream cheese frosting. Yeah, right, the cream cheese, that. and, and it has to raise it, raisins and the carrots in there. I mean, I need all exactly. of that in there. Yeah. Oh man, that is just so spectacular. Yeah. That is really you, spectacular. What, what's your go-to comfort dessert? Well, that would be it. The carrot cake was the same. The cream cheese frosting's got to be thick. And you know, I always think of it this way: I got carrot cake and I got my vegetables all taken care of. I mean, what more could you ask? Exactly. That's as painless a way as you're going to eat greens, right? Yeah, you're, you're healthy. You're healthy, and carrots <laughs> help with vision. Wolf, we're doing it for our vision. <laughs> we got to have vision. If you can't see the defensive guy, how can you see anything and get anything accomplished? Oh man! Exactly. Tell eat me real quick now, you lineman. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we leave you, you got what? Uh, you you golf today or tomorrow? I golf tomorrow. Today is the uh, you know the night before pairings party where you meet the rest of your team. Tomorrow we okay. golf, so that's why I won't be on the show tomorrow. We we tee off at eleven, but uh, I will be at Heinz Field Sunday night. I will be there. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing, my friend. All right. Thank you so much. Great job. Golf well. And we'll talk to you Sunday. All right, brother. Take care, man. And folks, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for joining us. For Max and myself and the Ninjas, Uh, we're bowing out here. And we will see you tomorrow right here in the locker room.